Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse for the NES Part 2. Alright folks, welcome back to Castlevania 3. Last week we talked all about the mechanics of the game, the new characters, our personal f- histories with it, and we started into the level by level. Oh yeah, the Unless meat. This one was too short and Nick pulled that one over to this episode. <laughs> it could happen. But we're going to get right into the meat and potatoes of this game, and that is really the showpiece level of this entire thing, and that is the clock tower. Oh yeah. Because we left off at a fork in the road. You could have taken the northern path or the southern path, mm-hmm. but most people took the northern path because you want to get Grant the Nasty. Yes, he's and he your... was only available at the top of the clock tower. He's the first one you can get, um, and you can skip this level if you just think he's too nasty for you, but mm-hmm. either way, um, you should check it out at least once because it's a, a gorgeous level. It is. Purple backgrounds and some amazing moving gears, ones that you can climb on and ones that are just in the background. Yeah, it's a very uh, visually active level, so it's, it's pretty sweet. And the giant gears you move on, they blew my mind because I had never seen such a large moving sprite you could interact with. Yeah, no, I, no one had even tried a gear of this. You know, we've seen gears in Mega Man and stuff before, mm-hmm. but they're all pretty small, maybe turning a conveyor belt at the worst. But here, you're riding on giant gears. Can you believe it? And it's really cool because, like, the teeth of the gear is like a stop. It holds you. Yeah. Until... It's at a specific position as it rotates, and then you can fall off. Yeah, it'll push you down. And when you have that Trevor Belmont jump mixed in with that, this could be some some really tricky areas to navigate. Oh, yeah, this is definitely a platform-heavy area. Um, You know, I think the the enemies aren't too bad. You get some knights. The worst things in this entire level are the Medusa heads. And like we said, if you can approach them with a cool, collected adult head, they're not (laughs) as horrible as you remember. Right, right. Um, another interesting thing you see are the giant pendulums. Yeah, and you're just, you know, jumping on them, riding them around, which is, you know, it's a cool, you know, that that's a Castlevania thing to do where you have, you know, that we just need a moving platform to jump on, but it's a pendulum. It's an actual part of a clock, so it yeah. makes sense. Now, the string of the pendulum or rope is a little weak looking. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like it's they, not just dots, you no. know, which is does look a little better when it swings, but I give them credit for... You know, it kind of reminds me of, and we encountered this in Castlevania 4, Super Castlevania, mm-hmm. where when you just have the leather whip and your diagonals, like it looks like a weird yeah. gob- gobbledygook yeah, <laughs> something thing. Yeah. And then uh, the second part is uh, much more dangerous as you go up this clock tower. You encounter spikes and you encounter gears that are on their side. Now, the side gears look awesome and you think may move you or impede your movement, but they, they're just a platform. Yeah. So don't worry. Yeah, settle down. And you even get larger gears that you jump on. They keep getting bigger. It's crazy. It is crazy. It, I mean, I know this sounds lame, but that really <laughs> blew my mind as a kid. But we had never seen any movable pieces yeah. that were that large in games to this point, as far as I knew of. Right. No, and, you know, they clearly knew what they were doing. This is one of their more impressive levels, so they mm-hmm. wanted that. You know, it's kind of front-loaded in the game to let you check it out right away and be be blown away and i was yeah between the first church you go up through and seeing all that stained glass and then this Mm. level i could show this to my friends and be like look this is the best graphics 
on yeah. the NES, and no one would argue with me. Yeah, that's a that's a tall order. Or I would kick them out. I was yeah. <laughs> and then at the very top uh, of this whole level, you get your first, I think, Axe Knight? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. And the Axe Knight is a classic, classic villain where he's a knight that throws an axe. But you never know. Is it going to be a top axe or a low axe? Yeah. High or low? And they can be a little tricky no matter what part of the game you encounter them in. It's one of those where I have to stop myself from just going crazy, being like, just try to kill them. Mm-hmm. Be like, nope, time your whip so that you're always about to whip when you see if right. it's going to be a high or low axe. Yep. And then whip that axe so that it was destroyed as well. And then beyond that is the final chamber of the clock tower. And in it you find, well, Grant Dynasty in a hideous giant form. Yeah, he's extra nasty. And this is a boss fight. Yeah, he's a weird... I mean, he looks kind of yellow-brownish, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he's using Grant movements, you know, climbing on the wall, dropping on you, trying to stab you and stuff. I think he throws axes also. I think so, but generally he's just kind of slow and easy, I thought. Yeah, with... you just wait for him to get to the ceiling, you run across so you're not in his path, and he falls down, and then you just whip him a bunch. Yeah. Jump over him. If you have holy water, it works great when he's down there. Oh, I bet. The axe is also very useful because you can hit him while he's on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I think it may knock him off, too. Yeah, that sounds right, too. Yeah. Either way, he's a pretty easy boss, um, and when you defeat him, he kind of morphs back into the Grant that we all know and love. Yeah, more of a human form. And, of course, like I mentioned, you can choose to have him join your team. Or if you want, you can just be like, hey, I came up here for no reason. Peace out. I don't want (laughs) you to join. You're still ugly. I hate you. And either way, what makes this another interesting point is that you now have to descend this clock tower. Yeah, which is an interesting choice because you don't get a lot of backtracking in no. this type of Castlevania. So Now, what makes this not as fun of a choice is that you still have that um, horrible thing where if you fall past the screen, you die. Yeah, so it's like you have to, it'll scroll down to an extent, but when you get to the bottom of a, a screen area, then you have to not fall and find the stairs. And it's, I don't know, if you have Grant, it's not too bad because you can climb up walls and do these little tricks. But, mm-hmm. And but. yes, making your way down with Grant is a thousand times easier because you can fit in and around all of these little things. Yeah. And just kind of fall, grab, fall, grab your way to the bottom. Enemies are all the same, and you just make your way out of this clock tower. No boss at the end. So after the clock tower, you are now forced to the third level, where you would have gone if you decided not to go to the clock tower. The Mad Forest. This forest is mad. It is mad, yo. Looks cool. You know, nighttime forest. You got some some structures, pillars, spike presses. but Yeah, you start out in like a land of spike presses, but they're all very easy to deal with. They're just, just getting you... Familiarize. It's the second part that is really where it gets tough, and, and that is where the owls come out. Yeah, you'll see owls, like you see their eyes first in the background, because you're in a, a more heavily forested area with mm-hmm. some good-looking tree trunks and, and leaves and whatnot. And their transition from the background to the foreground, awesome looking. Yeah, they, they get a couple frames in there, you know, mm-hmm. like of light lighting up and moving forward. Not as awesome as dealing with their swooping. Yeah, you, you want to be on it like... The second they make it to the foreground, you need to kill them. Yeah, because otherwise you're in trouble. Uh, a boomerang can help. Or an axe. If you've got the axe, um, these guys are not bad at all. Definitely. And then you make your way through most of that, and then you go up to another level. I don't know where you're supposed to be, but this background is so trippy. Or you get, like, the fog. Oh, it's fog. It is just, like, shimmering, moving. It's crazy, yo. And this is where you see those weird jellyfish things, right? Yeah, and they look... Oddly creepy for a jellyfish in the air. They're they're a strange enemy. They they feel like they're in the wrong game almost. Yeah. And if you hit them, they break away up into like a really cool little graphic. Yeah. 
But as you make your way around, you know, you see some more fog. It's mostly, you know, I guess the forest kind of clears out a bit. You snake back left and right until you come to another boss. And this boss is in a graveyard or somewhere. It's a series of statues. That's right. And then uh, you are attacked by the large cyclops. Now, you can really uh, put yourself in a pickle with this cyclops because there is a block in that room that has meat in it. Yeah. And if you get that meat, you may need it because you might be hurt. But if you do, you're really hurting yourself. That's right, because you kind of need that block as one of your, that's your safe spot kind of on the left side. Mm -hmm. Because this is a a larger boss and he's going to move left and right and you can avoid him by jumping on these ledges. Yeah, it's the same exact tactics from that first boss, except for this one you have to hit in the head. Right, and so if you have a holy water, you're in good shape here. Yeah, because you can just throw it on one of the blocks that he runs into. Yeah. Hit him in the head a million times. It's so, but... Now, he does have two attacks. He has, like, um, a rush where he'll mm-hmm. pause for a second and then run at you. Right. That's pretty quick. You have to be far away or he'll gonna run, he's going to run right through you. Yeah, and he, you cannot just jump over him. Maybe with Grant. I don't know. Right. But um, otherwise, he stops and then swings his hammer down. Yeah, he has a sledge- big mallet. Mallet, I think, yeah. yeah. And that gives you actually an, another second. If you dodge that, then you can jump and hit him in the head at least once or twice. But this one's really about getting to the edges, hitting him once or twice, then jumping over him running to the other side indeed yeah and repeat now once you have destroyed him the level doesn't end instantly because the center statue behind you turns comes to life yeah yeah like was lightning come down or something and then yeah. you know that's this is uh saifa belnades introduces herself and you can choose whether you want her to join you uh you can get rid of grant if you have him or you can uh continue on solo if you wish yeah it's it's your choice it's your thing do what you want to do. And this is also the first big branch of the game. That's true. This is, yeah, a true branch where you can take the path, I don't know, kind of the... What I think of as the easy path or the harder path. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The harder path takes you to the land of Alucard. It's the southern route. Mm-hmm. The easier path is the northern one. And I think we're going to go through it first. Sure. Until we get to the castle. Sounds good. So if you've taken that easier or northern route, you find yourself right away on a boat or the haunted ship of fools. Fools. As some would call it. Mm. And this is, well, it's a boat and it is full of skeletons. Oh, yeah. I think we get some of the headless ones. Yes. With, with the, the, the rapiers. Ugh, the worst. Yeah, they lunge at you. They're very obnoxious. And I think right away you get one of those, you know, you'll, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be a, a mast or something, the big rotating. Yeah stick where you can stand on and tip it up and down i don't know they're they're, they're kind of neat but and there is a uh little secret jump for grant dynasty to get a special item mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and you know this whole level is just you're winding in and out of this ship it's true what's nice is they replaced the candles with lanterns oh that's true yeah and um and then i think this also is one of these spots halfway through here where if you have grant you can go over the top of a mast and skip a big chunk of this level. Yes, yeah, I remember that. I because I always did it as a as a child. And then to note, halfway through this level is a mini boss. That's right. It is the classic Medusa, or as someone has pointed out to us uh, on the internet, it's not a Medusa because it has a snake body, not a human body. It's a weird creature along those lines. It has a bow and fires arrows at you, mm-hmm. but generally not very tough. I don't think. I think it can also turn you to stone. Oh, really? If you get close, yeah. And does some sort of like beam. Well, that's not good. I I, uh, I avoided that, I suppose. Uh, I mean, yeah, as far as I know, you can just 
whip the crap out of her. That's what I did. Yeah. I I mean, I, I'm trying to think. Can you destroy the projectiles with your whip? I don't know. I just remember beating this boss. As, you know what I mean? If just, you have Grant, you can climb to the ceiling and drop daggers on her. Oh, nice. And okay. never even be hit. There you go. Either way, this isn't too bad. It's just another, you know, you can see a little bit of the, the good old Nintendo censorship where you were denied seeing pixelated breasts. Oh, bummer. Mm-hmm. Now, beyond that, the end of the level has the evil flame, which is kind of a reoccurring uh, boss. Yeah. In these, where it's like a flame moves between different coffins. A ghostly. And then enemies come out of those coffins one at a time. Yeah, and you'll generally see two or three, you know, whenever you start walking into a screen with a couple of these, you know, coffins lined up against the back wall, you know that you're about to fight some foes. And the first foe you fight is the mummies. Yeah, and these mummies are, um, so I, I remember figuring this out just recently when I feel kind of dumb, where uh, I always thought of them before as being formed by like lightning coming down, but uh-huh. I think that's just the wrap. I think so, yeah. Right? Is that what that's yeah. supposed to be? But generally here with mummies, just they shoot bandages off at you. It's kind And of, I always thought they were snakes as a kid. I mean, I guess they could be. I, either way, it's it's kind of weird. But generally, they're a slow, uh, pretty weak foe. Yeah. Um, you can't attack their uh, bandages, but they have like a weird arc to them. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a pain. Uh, Sypha does really well here. Oh, I bet. The yeah. flame attack just destroys these guys real fast. Nice. Yeah, and it burns the, right through all of the, the bandages. Awesome. Yeah. Fire them. Now, after you've defeated the mummies, you have to fight another Cyclops. So watch out for that. It's the exact same, um, but there is no safe spot. So uh, basically, you have to trick him into using his hammer. You can jump over it then or run through it? Or? I think you can jump over him when he does. Mm, mm. But he has less health than the original one you fought, so... Hopefully it's you can a little easier. Take it down before you get boxed up into the corner. Yes. And once you've beaten both of them, the level is over. And then you move on. You've uh, crossed the water and now have landed at a tower, the Tower of Terror. So yeah, this tower is very red and we see a new take on our familiar flipping floor tiles. That's right. Now one of the sides is covered in spikes. So if you are um, careless enough to flip one, you will now have an even deadlier that thing to deal with in its place. That's right. So be careful. And then I think this also is the beginning of uh, the areas where you see a new form of flying creature. My least favorite possibly creature in the game. They are a bizarre creature, I guess. Gargoyles, you could call them. Some sort of skeletal knight. They have a shield, a sword. Mm -hmm. And unlike the Medusas, they do not have a very set path of flying. Well, it seems to be like a sine wave that's expanding vertically, like, mm-hmm. so it's stretching out. And it expands in a way that I will never, ever ne- understand where it's going to end up. Yeah, I, I'm not really that good with predicting it at all. But... No, my entire um, tactic was to just throw projectiles out anytime I saw them. Well, like, here, I didn't run up against it that bad, although they will reappear in a horrible place later in the game where i had basically just memorized this entire screen where it was you know move here turn duck whip because i know one will be there you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and that's how i had to go through it and the second part of this level though is even more diabolical uh yes where you get forced scrolling forced scrolling with the horrible castlevania stairs because we didn't mention this in the general chat i think we've talked about basically every other castlevania we've done Uh the way they handle stairs is rough yeah, you have to press up or down to navigate onto them, and then you cannot jump when you're on the stairs. You can't jump onto them. No. If you I'm, jump onto stairs, you just go through them. 
I know eventually in later games in the series, you can jump onto stairs and stuff, um, but here you can't. So, so once it. it starts force scrolling, man, you are in for a treat because the other thing that makes this part hard is that the enemies don't appear until the entire space they would take up exists. Right. And and it's it's not just a smooth scrolling too. It's jerky like it appears like in big steps. Yeah, so if you are standing on a platform, sometimes a, a skeleton will just be right next to you. Yeah, so you you it actually penalizes you from get, trying to get too far ahead if you're getting right up by the top like yeah. when you'll I don't know if you start seeing the little fuzzballs here or your fireballs that move around on the I That's think later, I later think. on. But there are um, some power-ups that you can get on the way up here that they kind of dastardly put towards the edges. Oh, yeah. The, all the ugh, all, all the candles and stuff are just... I always view them as a trap. I don't even mess with them. Like, you're trying to trick me, and it won't work. <laughs> it won't for Nick. Uh, once you get to the very top, though, you can take a little bit of a breath. It slows down. You get to scroll on your own. Always a bonus. There are a bunch of knights up here. And then you have one set of tower left to climb. And then, you know, you'll find some more of those uh, skeletal flying things going up. But then once you make it to the top, then when you see the bright green and purple background, that's when you know you've made it. Made it to, well, not safety because there's still some annoying uh, birds up here. But it is a beautiful looking area. I love it. Well, it's got, you know, there's something about, you know, it's that where it's like purple and that light green. It's a very like early 90s color combo for me that I don't know. I really enjoy. And you get it here. And, and you're a huge uh, Lex Luthor and um, <laughs> Green Goblin fan. They're, it's those secondary villainous colors. Yeah. Now, right through there, though, uh, you don't have to deal with much because you are about to encounter another boss classic boss frankenstein's monster yes frankenstein's monster not frankenstein because he's the doctor that's right and he's nowhere to be seen except for this unscholarly creature is just stomping around and making boulders rocks fall from the ceiling yeah that will hurt you as well as he'll pick up some and throw one at you every now and then yeah but he's fairly easy i think beyond that because you can dodge those blocks fairly fairly easily yeah, and you have a couple ledges to attack him from, so hitting him in the head isn't that tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks pretty cool. One thing, though, is I feel like he's not very well animated when he throws that one block. It looks no. kind of cheap, you know? It's like two frames. One of my few, few graphical complaints about this game. Uh, if you have a long-range weapon, he is very easy, though, because there's a platform that you can just stand on and yeah. throw things into his head. It's, yeah. And, of course, like classic Frankenstein, holy water eats him up, so you can go with that as well. Now, once you have defeated Frankenstein, you stay on the top there. You are moving to the causeway. Probable causeway. Oh, this causeway is uh, something else. This is your first encounter on this route with the moving water. Yes. And, you know, I think thematically it's a cool-looking level because you got your castle. It looks like you're up in the top of, like, an aqueduct, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do the fishmen appear here? Uh, I believe so, as well as crows. More crows, your favorite. This is the first area. I remember being kind of stuck here, but I was. this is where I was really playing around with Sypha's ice spells, getting used to using, you know, mm-hmm. her in these parts. And then the second part of this level is inside this blue building. Yeah, lots of uh, axe knights in here. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of it, you're on your back. You're you're back out on the causeway. Except here, the blocks are falling, and you got crows coming at you. So this is the worst. You j- just don't stop moving. No. Whatever you do, <laughs> you know. And you can build up this like weird group of crows behind you if uh, things play out right, chasing you. Yeah, I remember using. If if you're right, you can tag them with an ice spell and just keep running. Okay. You know what I mean? Cause or a boomerang. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Depending on on how you're armed. But you no, know, a court. 
And of course, this is one of those things where there's plenty of uh, items to jump up and hit, but you can't do it because it'll just slow you down too much. Yeah, not worth it. It is not. And then you make it to the very end of the causeway, and you've got yourself a very interesting boss fight. That's right. You're fighting not one, but two water dragon. Yes. They rise up out of the floor. You're, you have three kind of platforms that you can stand on, and if you fall down into the water, you are dead. And that is why I fought this boss about a million times. Yeah, it's rough. Because once you kind of get down where to stand and stuff, like I didn't really... You know, the ice spell doesn't work on bosses, so it's no, it's no good there. You know, and I was kind of using that for Sypha, so I was always fighting these with uh, Trevor. So these water serpents, when they pop out, they breathe fire at you. Yeah, and they're kind of a pain. In the, they're really not that bad, except for you can be knocked off into the water. Yeah, now only the heads are vulnerable to attack, so you have to basically want to get them before they shoot the fire at you. Yeah, don't get greedy. Like, you get one or two whips in and then move to a safe spot because trying to get more always seemed to get me killed. Yeah, if this is the one I'm thinking of, I would always stay in the middle mm-hmm. and just kind of try to dodge their fire. Yeah, it's you just have to keep your head about it. and it, it, It's not terribly bad. It just sucks. It's tough because one mistake and you have to start over. Yeah, I guess the axe is really good here because it okay there's multiple hits on the way up and down or whatever get them on their way down yeah but um you know this is one where you just really want to make sure you don't get knocked off absolutely keep your feet about you now if you defeat the water serpents then you move on to the next level the castle courtyard and if you want to talk about 90s color schemes this level is it we got teal we got pink we got purple oh yeah man this is yes um, this stage looks awesome. Vaporwave aesthetics for show. And you're really, and they call it the castle courtyard, but you're moving up through the beginnings of this castle area. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of platforms that move up and down, so it's, you know, watching, watch out for those. Some tricky jumping for sure. You also have the spinning platforms in this level. And then there's some of those, like, was it like a harpy or whatever? They come in and drop hunchbacks and stuff. The fleamen. The fleamen, yeah. The actual worst enemies of the game they're pretty crappy but you do get a pretty sweet looking sunset up here and once you get over to the final uh portion of the walkway of course there's a lot of uh red skeletons with the whips mm-hmm. then you make your way down from this tower or whatever it is to the boss yeah you get a downward scrolling area with some crumbly floors so you got to be careful it's uh i don't know the crumbly floors we didn't really talk about but they're not that bad in this game you get like four or five chunks deteriorate before they fall away yeah and if you time your jumping right you can make it so they never crumble no they're generally just something that the the worst part about them is they make me do stupid stuff when i don't need to right but but at the very bottom of that force scrolling area is the return of well you know the the flame the the ghost flame that's right but there are three coffins in the background oh my god what could be inside these things well first you get some uh mummy action again so i think two mummies come out um but here you have some ledges, so pretty easy. You can use that to advantage, to your advantage. Yeah, I mean, super easy. Then, um, then a familiar friend, Cyclops plus Hammer equals. You know how to deal with this, so defeat him again. Hopefully, you're not taking too much damage because the third boss is where it gets tricky. Yeah, in fact, this guy could have been his own boss. I don't really understand why we had to fight those other things first. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100 percent because this is a big, scary-looking demon. Yeah, maybe it's a gargoyle. Yeah, something, you know, definitely winged and and, uh, unholy foe. Well, it hops around, and it's a weird arc to its hop. Yeah. And it will hurt you bad. 
and it lands on you. Now, this was one that I got to, I was able to hold on to my lightning magic. Oh, wow. And it works really well. Like, if you're, you want to be kind of close, but above him. Mm -hmm. And when you shoot those two orbs, or I mean the three orbs, the bottom two will always like arc down at him and they'll both hit him multiple times. So it only takes like three or four shots to kill him. Because at the end of every third hit, he will uh, shoot a bunch of fireballs out. And you don't want to get hit by them. No, they hurt. As you might imagine. Of course, standard holy water works well. And, you know, boomerangs always, you know, I feel like. Yeah, especially if you've got three of them out there tearing it up. Oh, Lord. You destroy this guy and boom, you are done. Yeah, and so now we're up to Dracula's castle. That's right. So all of your, the multiple paths that you could take, which are kind of in the middle third, Mm -hmm. they're reconvening here in the true Castlevania. Now, I think this would be a great time to go back. Okay, sure, yeah. And then uh, we'll we'll take the final levels as you would all together. Because if you do not take the ship route, you take the southern route, you will find yourself in the murky marsh. Yeah, this is a this is a pretty cool level. Um, you got a lot of dismal browns and greens. You know, you can see there's some cool like trees with moss and like vines hanging off them. They're all like dead in the background, but it's really characterized by the quicksand. Yes, but it's not really that hateful of quicksand. No, no. Um, it's I mean, you don't even have to get into it too much if you don't want to. But you go down into some caves, and you know, I think there's the mud men are here. And I was very disappointed in the manual for not having these enemies because I wanted to see if, much like in Castlevania 2, they were named Slimy Bar Sinister. Oh, yes. But... Uh, also, fishmen, I think, make their first appearance in this area as well. Oh, sure. Maybe not. Um, there is an interesting area where you can backtrack through the quicksand for a power-up. Oh, yeah, I think there's some meat over there. Yep. But, you know, um, the hardest part is the flying enemies, the bats and whatnot. Well, there are a lot of bats in this uh, level. Yeah. Which is kind of like foreshadowing for the boss. Oh, you mean the giant bat? The giant vampire bat. And this is a unique enemy in the world of uh, Castlevania because this bat flies around. But every time you hit it, it breaks up into smaller bats. Yeah, which is, a, you know, a neat mechanic for bosses I'm kind of a fan of. You know, this isn't the first time we've seen that, but it is a first time in Castlevania, I think. Yeah. I think the axe and boomerang work pretty well here. Um, now, it does get a little harder as there's more on the screen, but when they're tiny... There's like one hit kills them. So really, if you just stand your ground and just go crazy, it's yeah. not that hard. It's it's really one that's I think can be won more by being offensive as opposed to avoiding. You know what I mean? Just get in there and start swinging away before it can multiply too fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, you find yourself in a cave, perhaps Alucard's cave. Oh. And this cave is very interesting because it introduces those uh, drippy blocks for the first time, the acid that will dissolve a block, yeah. which creates multiple paths. And looks pretty cool, I think. It does. The animation of that melting is really it nice. It slowly melts, and, you know, you're going to see... You are in some, like, green and, you know, caves and stuff, but there, this is one of the levels... Uh, this game uses a lot of these, like, kind of, I don't know, pink salmon color blocks, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, so you see some a lot of those here. Piles of skulls in the background. That's right, yeah. And, and a lot of spikes. A lot of areas where you cannot jump at all because the spikes are on the ceiling. Yeah, this frequently has like multiple, I guess not really multiple, split paths where you can take like an upper or lower path and yeah. then you can cross over depending on if you want to wait for things to melt. But I always try to take the top path. If you have Grant, I just try to run through this thing as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end, you do have a bunch of uh, new like moving spike platforms. The timing on those can be a little tricky. Mm, yeah. And then the worst part is the final press spikes there. I don't know. They're at a weird timing that I, I really dislike. I agree. Yep. 
Uh, and then not at the end of the level, but partway through it, you have your boss fight. Well, yeah, you'll see uh, it, it actually can trick you and you might think you're in uh, Dracula's room because there's like a big cross and then a, a coffin and mm -hmm. a, a large vampire gets out and attacks you. Yes, and this is the fight. Yeah, and it acts pretty much like Dracula kind of in the first Castlevania, his first form. Yeah, um, he does transform into a bat and fly around, and he's invulnerable during that time. Right. But otherwise, he reappears and then shoots three fireballs. So if you got your timing down where it's just like jump and hit him in the head and then hit, if you time it just right so you can destroy all the fireballs in one whip and then just, you know, keep that up. Which we didn't talk about earlier, but his three fireball attack is reminiscent of Dracula's first form. Yeah. It's that same attack Dracula does. I just wish it was either Alucard's attack was stronger or Dracula's was weaker because, yeah. like, you know, that that's a strong attack when Dracula uses it. But... Well, he is only half a Dracula. Oh, that's true. So. But once you defeat Alucard, he offers to join you, and you can, you know, either choose him or, or not and continue on the level and continue snaking around. You get to a green section, and then there's a boss, another one of these skeleton knights. Yeah, it's the same um, one we fought if you took the, the northern route. Yeah, but the only difference here is it chucks out bones at you. Which so. is annoying, but yes. same exact tactics to beat it. Nothing we can't handle. Now, along the southern route, next up you'll have the sunken city of poltergeists. I wonder if this is where that poltergeist king lives. Maybe. Um, maybe he's got some more sweet magic items to bestow. Not on the playthrough I went on. <laughs> and this is an interesting level because you start... Uh, on the right and you're moving left yeah there, there are a couple levels that mess that do that and i like that and this i think is where the game really starts ramping up the difficulty definitely um you see some water you know this is a watery level yeah and this is definitely where the fishmen are this is mm -hmm. fishman city and in fact well we'll get to it here but there are parts of the level that really gave me some trouble the first half not so much you're just yeah. fighting fishmen dealing with a few knights getting don't, all the items you can yeah don't fall over into the water no. Um, it's when you get through the this the second half of this level that really starts to uh, grate on me. Yeah, well, you get to like a kind of mini-boss battle. Yeah. And this is with the big bone dragon. So after the algal card level, you are given another split path. Yeah. And if you want to make things a little quicker, you take the northern route. Mm-hmm. And in it, you're in this underground catacomb. Right. There's a lot of moving platforms in this area. You fight some standard mummy monsters. Uh, but this also has... The Frankenstein's monster, if you didn't take the northern route, you have to fight him here. Right, and he's pretty much the same. And exactly. Now, if you take the southern route, it's a little harder. It's two levels. Mm -hmm. And that takes you to the sunken city of poltergeists. Yeah. And it is full of mermen. And as you might imagine. And, uh, you know, this level is hard. Yeah, well, it and it only gets worse, you know, you you head to the left and then, you know, eventually you'll go up some stairs and loop back around. And that's where you'll start to fight that bone dragon. Uh, yeah, the mini boss of this level is well, not really a mini boss. Yeah, it's just a weird bone dragon. Um, it will fall apart as you whip it. Yes. And then once you get him down like halfway, it flies away. Now, it doesn't have an attack. It just tries to hit you. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a movement thing. It's really not too bad if you don't. The You can get knocked off, though. Okay. But once you have it to a certain degree of uh, damage, it just flies away. Yeah, and that's when you're, you're kind of chasing it to the right, and you'll see the water is starting to rise. So you have to run mm -hmm. and jump over all this crap really fast. There's crumbling blocks. Yes. Uh, that's the hardest part. And then you get to the final area to fight it, 
and you don't really have a whole lot of room. Yeah, you're kind of in the top chunk of the this little room, so the, the, it's it's tight. You can get knocked off again, but I feel like you actually have a decent enough like um, room to. I don't know. I, I found it easier to not fall off here mm-hmm. than in the previous. Like, well, because water you have dragons. a wall. Yeah. And if you just make sure you don't get uh, pushed the other direction, you can just beat the crap out of this thing at this point. Definitely. Um, if you have holy water since it moves down, you know, that's always a bonus. Nice. If you defeat it, you have one more level to get through till you reach the bottom of that castle. And this level is not fun. For my money, this is probably the least fun level in the game. It's, it's, it's like excruciating because it starts off right away with another acid drip level. And this is not a fun acid trip. Well, not only you you have to wait for it to dissolve, but it's like you can wait too long. It can dissolve all the blocks you need, and then you're just out of luck. So you, you have, have to leave the, the the part and then walk back up the stairs. Yeah, so you have to like time it just right so you can get up there, get on the blocks, and then get through this door. And then what's through the door, Nick? Well, it's smooth more, sailing. More mermen. Yep, and it's a lot of really fine jumps with mermen popping out the whole time. Yeah. And then you have another. Uh, part where you have to wait for stuff to dissolve get some get a, get a little spider section here oh yeah and it's spiders that shoot spiders which is so meta it is and then there is a mini boss here it's that bat you fought earlier that splits in in many pieces what a fool you split him again yeah not hard at all yeah and this is my least favorite part of the game possibly it's rough man because there are very few places to I don't know. Be safe. Those blocks that they hit you, they will knock you off this screen and in a heartbeat. It's so slow. It takes forever. It's really frustrating. This is where an Alucard shines. Oh, yeah. You can just fly right up to the top. Yeah. Change into a bat. If not, I found that the middle left section mm-hmm. was where you wanted to be because one block would fall and then you could jump onto it. And there was plenty of time between the blocks around you falling and the, the next one to the left you can jump on. With one easy jump. You right. just go back and forth very slowly. They do kind of fall in the same pattern, right? Yeah, it's so... one one repeating pattern the whole time. Yeah, so even if you master it, it's still boring. It is boring. And if you're off by like <laughs> half a uh, block, you can get hit and knocked into, into the abyss. And mind you, because what? Are you taking, at least in the U.S. version, right? This is going to be four blocks of damage at yeah. this point from oh, yeah. any hit. So mm-hmm. that's it's, it's terrible. It is terrible. Then it's platform time where there's lots of moving platforms and crumbling uh, <laughs> crumbling blocks. Um, later you'll get some flippy ones with spikes on the sides and spikes above them. It's all, this whole level really is just like Alucard. This is you. It's all you. You yeah. can skip past all this crap. Even Grant can't really. Because just when you think it's over, you're done with all the flipping blocks, all the crumbling blocks. Then you get to a climbing portion, which is all vertical and full of those parabola nights. Oh, yeah. And and it's forced scrolling, too, isn't it? Or or no, it's not. No, I don't think it is. It's just a nightmare. It's, yeah. Well, it's no fun either way. No. But once again, I, I don't know about, yeah, even at the end there, that's, I don't know if the bat helps you out that much, you know? It, I usually go for Trevor over Alucard with those yeah. skeleton knights, but. And then at the very end, you're treated to another disappointing boss fight. That's right. Because um, this is the return of the evil flame once again. Ooh, triple coffin effect. Um, you, which will be the mummies. It's just mummies, cyclops, and the demon again. Yeah, the gargoyle, and it's the same exact tactics for the three of them. Pretty much. So you know, if you took this path, this may be the first time you see these foes. But either way, the same strategies we talked about before will work. But once you have defeated them, you have now joined up with all of their previous paths. And level eight is the same for everyone going forward. That's right. Because you are now in 
the castle of Vania. Yeah, and it, it's, you know, familiar reprise of the first level from the very first game, except it looks way better here. Uh, it is the main hall. There's cool um, stuff in the background, the statues. It's the same, like, ghouls that rush you. It's all, all white with some red curtains. Um, very familiar and really not too bad. But once you get through, like, the first door, I think, is where that's when you'll start, uh, they, they, you know... It looks kind of like an armory or something. So of course you're fighting a bunch of axe knights, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they are they are not fun. They are not. Um, and then you make your way up through this entire armory, across a long hallway, into what looks like a theater. Well, that's a crumbling, or the, those blocks are falling oh, as yeah. you as you run across. Another because... nice running section. And if there is ever a level that I have memorized because I played it over and over, it was this one. Well, why would that be, Nick? Is it due to the boss at the end? It sure is. It's our good old buddy, the Grim Reaper. And death itself is always a sticking point in the Castlevania games. Uh, and this might be the worst one. It's really tough, man. Uh, because, you know, this is death. He comes out, and he has a bunch of uh, scythes that fly around. Um, they will. You can destroy them, but he will keep regenerating them. Um, and he moves a little faster than in the past, and has a much more varied ability to or he moves in more varied directions now this is one where i feel like the holy water could be good if you really know exactly how to use it and where to use it it was how i was really stuck here for a while you know like i said i was i had kind of been screwing around just playing this game for Mm -hmm. fun and then we decided to do it and i picked back up where i had been stuck here just trying over and over because i refused i would only use save states at continue screens yeah we forgot to mention how we cheated through this game but i agree i did the same thing yeah i didn't use i i and I don't know why. I mean, it's a testament to this game being fun. But here, the best thing I can do is if you start off at the whole level, you can get a, a, a holy water early on, and there's a double shot at the end. Oh, this is that one you, you talked about it's in the last right, episode. It, it's right by the... Uh, normally, you would go up there, and there's like, you can get a boomerang, and then go back and get the double shot. But I was like, no, I'm not getting that boomerang. I'm, I'm saving these holy waters because... I boomeranged it. Like, uh, I, I tried, man, and I, I could... If, if you get the boomerangs going right, they can clear out a lot of the yeah. flying sides. I, man, I, I, I got past him a couple times because what we haven't mentioned yet is that this Grim Reaper has a second form. So. Yeah, because once you've destroyed him to a certain degree, he changes over. Into a giant skull, and I had a lot of trouble at first until I realized it's actually really easy. Yeah, you think it's just, like, going crazy. Right, but... It's it, not. It's just a big skull that hops around. It does loop. Like yeah. if we go over the screen, like if it goes to the left, it'll come in the right side, which I kind of don't like. And it has a big tongue that comes out. Not cool looking. It's really gross. But generally, you can just stay away from it and whip it. Or, like I said, if you have holy water or double holy water, you know, it'll eat him alive. As soon as he's down by the ground, you can take over half of his life off. Cool. Yeah, it's really just like frightens you. And you've already, you know, gotten so much damage from those uh, other sides flying around that you're just like, what? It's a, it's a frustrating frustrating boss and a frustrating level but if i can beat it anyone can yes didn't have to agree so quickly but oh <laughs> well you know <laughs> after you have defeated death itself you get to move on to the inner halls of castlevania now this is a uh, another really fun level <laughs> it's a beautiful level i'll give it that yeah yeah a lot of varied looking backgrounds you start down uh you know in some maybe undergroundish areas as you move your way up through some uh waterfall at some point you know, that's where once you get to the waterfall you're gonna see the 
skeleton gargoyles coming in from the sides. Oh, this that one section there is a horrible, horrible spot. And there's a bunch of bone cannons oh, yeah. on either side. Mm-hmm. So placed like this is one I played over and over to the point where I have it perfectly choreographed in my mind, like to yeah. a level that only some of the end of the first Ninja Gaiden I've gotten to where I'm like, I can't react to these things because they're too weird. So I just have to trial and error and memorize the best path all the way through. Yeah, I was basically using every one of my hearts in this area because i was like whatever i'm just hitting those bone skeletons from a distance with whatever i'm all yeah i found personally i just keep moving and try to just avoid everything that i can but you can't always so no then there's a big green section to the next to the to the right of that and that is a forced scrolling up which again not that bad this is where you'll have the little fireballs moving around yeah they look like they're from um a different game and and they are invincible. You can hit them, but delay them. Mm-hmm. But actually, if you use the ice spell, you can kill them. Oh, awesome. Like, you freeze them and then smash them. But I didn't have one here, so I found the best thing was just to not get too close up to the top because right. they trick you with them mm-hmm. to where you'll be too high and then you can't get out of the way. It's the final part of this level that gave me the most trouble. Uh, the yes. water. Yes. Uh, because you're going across water. It's pushing you along. There are crows. Mm-hmm. hunting you down yep. and mermen that jump out of the water and then also fall from the ceiling yeah well there's like another level of water up above you that's flowing down so it's ugh, this part is so so angering like yeah because if you screw up on the top uh, portion you'll just get knocked back down to the bottom portion and like for me okay this this part is I have never found an effective way to deal with those crows with my whip. No, and I've also realized going through this a million times, they're different. They move differently every time I go through they, it. They're actually like reacting on you or something. Yeah, you know? it so. is not like, oh, I can always count on them to come down this one point. <laughs> no, sometimes when I'm like, all right, I throw my boomerang now, and I'm like, it didn't swoop. What What did it do? It's just hanging out. I don't know, yeah. It, it's the best. My best strategy was that way at the beginning of this level, there's an axe. Mm-hmm. If you can get here with it, it's pretty good for them. I bet. And then... I was stubbornly trying to hold on to that, that uh, cross. Well, there is a... Um, once you get to the left of the bottom area and you can go up some steps, there's a boomerang up there. But if you're Sypha, it's the lightning spell. Oh, nice. And that, if you can have that, maybe you already had it and you're smarter than me, but getting that, I was able to use that to make it through the rest. Okay. Because once you get through that water area, then it's pretty much smooth sailing. There are these uh, blocks that spin over. The flippies. But, I mean, that's nothing compared to what you've been dealing with. There's some uh, Medusa heads that come at you briefly, but it's such a short screen that you can just run right through it. Exactly. Exactly. It's really the boss at the end of this area that you gotta got to worry about. The doppelganger. And... Compared to death, the doppelganger is nothing. No, actually, uh, it, it was, I mean, it's not exactly easy because I found it difficult to get here with full life. Yes, that is the hardest part. But um, holy water seems to work pretty well. And Lightning spell works really well. If you're not familiar with the German term, a doppelganger is a copy or double. So depending on what character you're using, it will be an evil version of that character. Yeah. Any of the any of the four, and it, it does have a weakness that I haven't I didn't take advantage here, but I, I remembered it from when I'm a youth where if you change forms, it will change forms. Yes. But it's always a second behind you. Yes. So you change form into say you turn into Grant and then you turn and he'll turn into Grant, and then you turn back to Trevor. You have a second you can whip him and then change again. Uh-huh. And it won't attack you and you can slowly whittle it down. And the doppelganger forms of each of the enemies don't have their full range of attacks right right the trevor belmont one has a whip and a cross so it's just those two things the grant version has an axe and his dagger the cypher version has the flame um and 
uh, Alucard just has his normal attack. Makes sense, yeah. I The first couple times I got here, I was using Sypha, and I was real excited. I was like, I'm going to position myself to use this lightning spell, and it instantly, like, <laughs> flamed me dead. And I was like, oh. Ah. So it's, yeah, the, the hardest part about this boss truly is the level before it. Gotcha. Otherwise, you know, the tactic is just to avoid an attack. Yeah, yeah. Now, once you've defeated the doppelganger, you are on to the final portion of the game. You are now in the Castle Keep. And they didn't want to waste their sprites, so they treated you to one more very nice <laughs> uh, Clock Tower-esque area. Sure. This one is a lot shorter, though. It is. It's got some crumbly blocks and a spot that I wasn't sure how to get through. I thought I was going to die. Oh, yeah? Where you have to, like, go in between the gears. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Where yeah. you have to duck. You're like, am I going to get crushed? Yeah, yeah. You kind of seem like you would, but... But you don't. A lot you of Medusa heads going down here. Yeah, too. and at the very bottom is the worst area of this whole level where there's crumble, crumbly blocks and the bone uh, pillars. They are, yeah, and they take, like, what, four hits? Three or four? Yeah, the only way whip? I could get through it without getting my butt kicked was by making sure I was using whips like before i got to them with my whip getting out of one or two of my special items sure yeah because it's like you can't afford to stop to whip you so you have to whip when you're in the air Mm -hmm. holy water helps a lot but oh i bet holy water is great in this area but once you make it through them it's pretty much smooth sailing you have to deal with a couple more pendulums and they are over a gap at one point not too bad and some bats but then you are in familiar territory it is the approach to Dracula's room. You've seen many times before, and we'll see many times again. That's right, and you know what you're getting into. There is, uh, of course, some power-ups for you there. And when you walk into the room, well, the big difference is Dracula is seated to the left. That's right. On, not, in a nice, not behind you. Yeah, in a nice little throne. Yep. And he stands up, and the battle is on. It is on. Now, what weapon did you go into this fight with? Um, when I did with Sypha... I don't remember. I know I I fought him with lightning orbs. I bet lightning orbs are great here. Yeah, um, and I tried to have holy water. I, I did it so many times mm-hmm. while dying. So he's got a couple of different interesting moves here in the beginning because they're not his standard moves. No, yeah, they kind of mix it up a little. Mm-hmm. He does this firewall thing where he just like creates these pillars of fire. You have a second to know where they're going to come from and a place to stand. Yeah, so get out of the way. Not too hard. No. And then there's like a final wall that shoots up and he teleports away. Yeah. Um, you know, this part, not too bad. If you're just time things right, you can hit him very, fairly easily. In general, a little easier, I think, than classic Castlevania 1 Dracula first form. First form, I agree. Very much so. Um, I guess Sypha would be super easy here. Yeah, I mean, you, you, lightning orbs are great if you can get if you can make it here with them. The second form, though, is a really weird one because it's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, how would you even describe this weird... Like a bunch of heads, like a ball. You know, it looks like some. It looks like it's from Contra. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's such a like disgusting kind of. I idea. feel like this is a precursor to some of the disgusting creatures you'll see in Symphony of the Night. Sure. Yeah. No, they're getting into that kind of gory thing, and but yeah. So now it just like it flies around and drops acid on you. Yeah. So it's some sort of goo, and it can if you get too close to the corners, it can trap you and run into you, Ugh, and that's when it does the most damage. And so there's like four or five heads that... You have to kill each right? head. They, yeah, but the they're all ones, one life meter. Yes. Yeah. And the top ones are the hardest to hit. You want to make sure you have some sort of item to hit them with. Maybe an axe or... Yeah. Um, but the other ones, for the most part, the bottom ones, I thought it was pretty easy dodging that goo and, and running underneath. Yeah, yeah. And then it's the final form that's really the hardest. This is, yeah, the huge demon form that we were all looking for. Mm-hmm. It only takes damage at the head, of course. And um, this is like the whole screen almost. Like, it's huge. Yes. Yeah. And it, it moves 
Well, the 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 floor starts moving. Yeah, you get like some platforms. Yeah, on the left and right. Yeah, and they actually they do like a rotational movement. Yeah, because well, you need that to because you can only hit them in the head, and it's the only way you can get that high. And to me, I found that this is when the boomerang was like my best friend. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because you only have to get up to that height and then boomerang and then jump back down to the bottom. Right. Right. This this uh, final form does have uh, this laser attack that yeah. is the hardest part to deal with. And it is a powerful um, and deadly attack. And the blocks that have now moved to move around are holes in the floor. So the worst part is falling into those holes. Or getting knocked in. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's, like this one, really, the, the lightning magic can take it. I don't know. Then it becomes a different battle where it's like just stay alive while you keep shooting this off. You know, gotcha. kind of like in a shooter. But it's still tough because anything, one hits and you could be dead. But keep your cool. Hit it in the head enough times, and you will destroy Dracula, and you will have defeated him and beaten the Dracula's curse. Yes, for a hundred years. And you are treated to one of three endings. Uh, I think they all involve you standing on the cliffside with a, whoever was with you. Yeah. Watching, of course, Castle Dracula fall. In the classic sense, yes. Crumble to dis- in the distance. And it's just text, right? That's the difference. Yes. I'm trying to remember what... Uh, you get a different little story about, you know, how happy your life will be afterwards, possibly. Yeah, yeah. And then you are treated to some credits. So is there? Is it just, what's different about if you do it solo with just Trevor? It's just Dif- Trevor standing Just different there. text. And, yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was anything no, crazy. No, nothing, nothing worth the hassle. And he was like, I owe no one thanks for mine own adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, this is it. The final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories. Each category, a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game a 5.0. Me too. This is really the top tier of Nintendo games. You cannot talk about the best graphics and sound without this game coming up. I agree 100%. It looks great. It sounds great. It is great. It is as good as it gets. I mean, even though we got the nerfed audio, it still blew my mind as a kid. Yeah, I, I, I mean, really, it's a testament to how good the, the Japanese audio was. That I was I, really amazing, even nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. I, I recommend everyone, you know, if you think this is great, check it out, too. The backgrounds are insane. I mean, you see things in them that just weren't in other games ever. Uh, and, you know, not only just like the level of detail and stuff, but it's thematically and kind of, you know, it has, shares that Castlevania 1 mm-hmm. ability to have platforms in areas that kind of make sense or, you know, like it, it, it all lines up. Yeah, and just the sheer amount of things moving in the foreground, background, tied together in a way that makes each level look so cohesive. I just, I don't know, kissy fingers. That's all I can say. It's Bella. Next up, we have Play Control. And this one was a little tougher for me. I wasn't sure how to go. I still went with a 4.0. Okay, I give it a 3.0, but it's not bad in any way. No, and I think the addition of Grant really mixes things up and shows that they can handle some very different control schemes yeah and still fit it in that castlevania world agreed like having the extra characters gives you different ways to manipulate and input so it's pretty cool and i felt like they really know what you can do with that castlevania jump and what you can't and they never forced you into any really rough spots with it sure yeah it's a very tightly designed game Following that, we have Challenge Factor, Nick. This one I was torn because 
the especially once you get to Castlevania itself. Yeah, this game is really hard. There's some mm-hmm. really hard levels, but you can continue. So what did, what did we decide on? I, I ended up with 4.0 because of infinite continues and a password. Well, I gave it a 3.5 because of those continues and password. Yeah, it's still really really hard, but it's totally doable. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not unfair in any way. No. Finally, we have theme and fun, Nick. I went with a 5.0. As did I. I mean, that's uh, kind of a biased opinion because this is one of my favorite games growing up. <laughs> well. But I just love the way this game feels and looks. You are moving through the world of Transylvania to Castlevania. Yeah. it's It's got almost everything I could ever want from a Castlevania game. You know, and I mean, as big of a fan as I am of Simon's Quest, like this is you know, the peak experience. Like, they really right. perfected everything that they started to do in Castlevania 1 and then even brought in a little of the expansiveness from the second one and just pulled it all together into a really, like, tight, cohesive game. Agreed. And then I'll ask you, as I always do, even though I know the answer. Okay. Should you play this game? Yeah. I I said yes, yes, yes. If you haven't already, then you are in for a treat. Yeah, this is... This is one of the NES's pillars of excellence. Definitely. It's, you know, uh, uh, a standout hit from a standout franchise, you know, on the game, easily in the top five NES games of all time. For sure. Next week's game? Well, it won't be a game. It will actually be our 150th episode. Ooh, the big 150. Can you believe it, folks? Man. I know Nick and I barely can. Yeah, no, it's... it. Time flies when you're playing games. (laughs) So in honor of this momentous occasion, we will be hosting our very own awards show. We've covered the uh, Nesters before. Yeah. And I'm not sure if the Sega ever had any. No one's ever gotten back to us on that. (laughs) Well, we're too lazy to look it up. (laughs) And uh, instead, we're going to have the Commandies. That's right. And we're going to go through all of our favorite games we've played. And these are all be games that, uh, you know, were on the podcast. This will not be our just personal best ofs. Yeah. We're also talking about some of the games we like the least and some of the aspects of games that we really were surprised by. Sure. So look forward to that fun special episode. And if you're itching for a game to play for a future episode, don't worry. Following that will be Super Mario World. Yeah. So, so you know, there's a lot of levels there. So you better get started now if you yeah. want to be able to listen with such great detail to all of our review of that one. Yes. Get cracking. Commandos. So, guys and gals, please find a copy of that game go back through some of the games we've talked about over these past 150 episodes and play along yeah let us know if there's any episodes that you liked disliked or you think deserve a little shout out or whatnot or even if there's a game that we talked about that you hadn't remembered for a long time or maybe one that we exposed you to for the first time Ooh. let us know on facebook at cartridge command we have that gmail at cartridge command at gmail.com that's right that's still Nick's little spot yeah, there. Yeah, and if you want to, you know, let us know about your favorite episode or a game that maybe, you know, there's really cool that we haven't encountered yet, let it do it there. We're also on Twitter at Cart Command. And, of course, the show is uh, made possible by all of the wonderful folks that give us a little bit of their hard-earned something. dollars, money, shekels, greenbacks, whatever they find in the candles around their castle. <laughs> they give it to us, and because of them, we get to make this wonderful show for all of you. So thank you all. Thank you so very much. That's right. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game, game on! on.